Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of Cincy Fan Talk with LP. This is LP. Welcome back. Thanks for checking out the podcast. As always, you can join the conversation. You could join it by checking us out on Twitter. That's C-I-N-C-Y underscore fan talk. That's Cincy underscore fan talk. Feel free to check out the conversation. Join in. Um, Always respect the opinion. Um, If you agree, if you disagree, I'm just always down to talk. Um, Always cool with that. So, um, got some topics to talk about today. Um, So, what we're going to talk about first is just basically, what are you willing to do to see sports in what we're going through right now in this pandemic? For me, what I feel like personally is I feel like the pandemic is bringing out the best and the worst in people, basically, as far as how we feel about our athletes. For me, and this is just me personally, I always tell you how I feel personally about everything. So for me personally, it's completely flipped how I feel about sports. I mean, when I first started this podcast, I felt like I was just going to give it to you like the real how I felt about Cincinnati sports, you know, from a fan perspective. But this pandemic has just flipped it all on its head for me because I just feel like athletes are getting shafted. Like, I really do. I feel like, and I don't feel like everybody feels like this. This is just me personally. I feel like we're trying to use sports to fill a void that's unrealistic. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are trying to use sports to fill this big space of normalcy that wasn't really there in the first place. I mean, as an athlete, like if I was an athlete, I mean, I would want to get back to work as soon as possible. I would want to get back to work. You know, I would want to play my sport because I'm trying to get paid. But at the same time, I want to be as safe as you doing your job as an accountant or as you doing your job as a lawyer or as you doing any type of job. I wouldn't want you trying to push me out on the field and you don't even watch. You don't even want to watch me out. You don't even want to come to see the game. Like, I would feel like that's extremely hypocritical. So for me as a fan, I want to see the athletes protected. If I don't want to go and see the see the sport as a fan, if I don't feel safe enough to go and see the sport, I don't think the athletes should play. <laughs> like, that's just how I feel about it. I feel like we should wait this out until the athletes feel safe enough to play. If the fans don't feel safe enough to watch, why are we pushing the fans out to play? Why are we pushing the athletes out to play? So my question is, what are you willing to do to see sports? Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to socially distance yourself if you go to the event? Are you willing to even go to the event? There was a study done by um, Seton Hall University that said that 72% of fans that were polled 
wouldn't even go to the event. I felt that that was like very realistic. There's no way I'm going to a sporting event. Like once they do start sporting events, I'm not going. Um, Gene Smith, um, AD for Ohio State, go Bucks all day long. He said the same thing. Um, I suspect he might listen to the podcast. I severely doubt it. <laughs> Real talk, I, I I doubt that he does. But he said the same thing. He doesn't see a world where sports are happening anytime soon because, as he said, we don't even we're not even thinking about fans being a part of the picture. So, as he said, why are we thinking about letting athletes play? If we're not letting fans watch, to me, it makes absolutely no sense. If the fans can't watch, why are we thinking about letting the athletes play? I mean, to me, it just seems extremely hypocritical that we're willing to push people, athletes, in harm's way for a sport that we're not able to watch live. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Um, like real, real life. Like I've seen people say stuff like, well, you go to the grocery store well, you go out to get stuff to eat. So what's the difference between that and going to a sporting event? Like if you don't know the difference, then that's just crazy. But I'll break it down to you. You have to go get food to feed your family. Like you have to, you have to eat. You don't have to go to a sporting event. That's a choice. Nobody's forcing you to buy tickets to watch the Pacers play the Pistons. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's forcing you to buy season tickets to watch the Bengals. That is a choice. That's a luxury. It's not a luxury to go out and buy groceries. That's essential. It just is. You have to eat to live. You don't have to watch a sporting event to live. Like, that's not something that's vital. I know that Florida made the WWE an essential business. That's not essential. And people can say, you know, it drives the economy. And, you know, there are certain people that work in this industry. You know, the people that take your tickets and there's people that, you know, are vendors and stuff like that. And that brings up another interesting point. We're willing to push these people into the front lines, but it's not work that we're willing to do. But we're willing to push them out in the front lines and say, hey, they need their check. But it's not work you're willing to do. I mean, I just feel like it just smacks of hypocrisy to me. Like it, it's just the weirdest thing. So my question again, what are you willing to do to watch sports? Me, I'm willing to wait for normal. Normal to me is a little bit different. Normal to me is being able to teach in front of my seventh grade class again. That's normal to me. Normal to me is being able to, like, get my kids dressed and them go to their regular school. Like, normal to me is doing all of the stuff that I used to do. And it really doesn't have anything to do with sports. Like, as much as I love sports, sports 
isn't necessarily part of my normal. As like an avid sports fan, I can honestly say that now. And I don't think that I could say that before, but I feel like I can say that now. I feel like the pandemic has really changed my point of view. Like, I'm still, you know, Cincinnati fan talk. I'm still Cincy fan talk. But I feel like the pandemic has changed me to the point where I'm not going to use these athletes to shape what I need. And I feel like a lot of people need to get on board with that because what what I'm seeing is, you know, we need these athletes and we need sports to help us get through this. But we can't use these athletes as guinea pigs to make sure everything's okay because these athletes have families and these athletes need their families as much as our families need us. And it's not fair for us to use these athletes in this way. I mean, it's just not fair. So, again, ask yourself, what are you really willing to do to see sports again? Because if you really love sports the way that you say you do, then you really can't put these athletes in harm's way. Because it's not fair to them and it's not fair to their families. And I suspect that we're really going to harm the sports that we love. If we push them out there like this, because if we do this too early, they're going to end up getting stopped again, or we're going to see athletes harmed by this virus. We're going to have to shut down sports again, and it's really going to be messed up. So we really need to think about what we're asking these athletes to do. They're not immortal. They're people just like us. So we really need to think about that. So we're going to take a quick break. Cincy Fan Talk, we'll be right back. Yo, 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 welcome back to Cincy Fan Talk with LP. This is LP. You can always catch us on that Twitter. Um, join the conversation. That's Cincy underscore fan talk. That's C-I-N-C-Y underscore fan talk. Feel free to kick it with us. Talk to us about pretty much whatever you want to talk about. Sports, politics, pop culture. I mean, pretty much whatever. Always down to have a conversation. Agree, disagree. It's pretty much whatever. So... Bengals got the first pick in the draft. Joe Burrow, hands down. I'm not even entertaining talk about Bengals trading down, Bengals trading all their draft picks, all that nonsense. I'm not I'm I'm done. I haven't even been talking about it on Twitter. Like I'll retweet this or that every now and again just because it's funny. Like I'm not even not even doing that no more. Like, no more talk about the first pick in the draft. I mean, pretty much done with it. Quick side note, I'm still laughing at all the takes about Bengals going 0-16, Bengals about to trash Joe Burrow's career, all of that. I mean, it's funny to me because I feel like 
people still living in the past about what the Bengals are. Like, the Bengals supposed to be like this trash team. It's that real 90s take about what the Bengals are now. Like, it's it's just played to me. Like, it's one of the reasons why I started this whole podcast in the first place. I just feel like the Bengals, the Reds, all the natty teams pretty much get played because of what we used to be. But it'll be plenty of time to talk about that. The Stephen A. Smiths of the world or whatever. I mean, some of it is true. I agree. The Bengals can be kind of cheap at times. But, I mean, can you really look at what they did in this offseason and call them cheap? I mean, you went out and spent 100 mil on defense. And that's the weakest part of your team. And the Bengals still cheap. I mean, come on, be for real. Like, you're not even making sense right now. But it's funny to me. So the Bengals supposed to go... 0-16, some dude on uh, Fox Sports said. I think it was first things first. Like, how you going worse with your season than last season when you upgraded your defense? You getting big parts back on offense and your schedule weaker than what it was last season. Now, I do understand that it's hard to tell if your season, your schedule is going to be weaker than what it was before. But the NFC East, historically hasn't been as strong as it normally as it usually has been like in the past. We know that. Then you play in the Chargers. They lost pieces. You got Buffalo again. You playing the Giants. You playing the Jaguars. You playing the Redskins. Like I'm seeing at least six wins. Just saying. But We'll have plenty of time to talk about all that. I mean, second pick, second round pick in the draft. Who are we taking? Now, I'm coming at this like a fan. Like, I've always said this. You're not coming here and getting, like, mock drafts. Like, you won't see me on Twitter posting my mock drafts, like, that That's not me. That's not what I do. But I will come at it like a fan, and you will get an opinion that's, one, a decent opinion, and two, an opinion that's coherent, <laughs> and three, an opinion that's pretty much based on fact. And the fact of the matter is, your second-round pick and the picks after that they have to be based on need if you're picking high in the draft. I saw a lot of people on Twitter, and they were saying, like, teams have to pick based on best player available, and that's how you get ahead. You know, and they were talking about a lot of different teams who they got their players because they picked the best player available, and they didn't worry about need. That's not how you do it. If you're a team like the Bengals, you have a lot of spots to fill. You have holes in your roster. You can't just go best player available with every single pick. You have to fill in the gaps. You have to look at your roster 
and go best player available based on what you need. You don't have the luxury of going like, okay, who is the best player on this board and let's grab the best player. You're not that team. Had you made the playoffs and you're picking, I don't know, 22nd or 23rd, you can do that. You don't really have a lot of gaps to fill. I feel like a lot of people that are on Twitter and they're like kind of looking around, they're trying to draft like it's basketball and you don't have like, they're looking at it like football isn't positional. Basketball has moved to the point where it's not positional, where you can kind of look like you have bigs and you have wings and you have guards. That's basically what basketball is now. It's no longer point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. It's not like that anymore. So you can conceivably pick up somebody who's 6'8", and they can play three positions. You can do that. But in football, you're drafting need. That's what you're looking at. You're looking at your roster, and you're looking like, And you might want to look two or three years down the road. So sometimes you're drafting need for two or three years later. And I get that. But you're never going like, okay, let's find the best player available. Even though we have three wide receivers under contract right now who are very good, let's get a fourth one and let's let him ride the bench because he's the best player here. You're not really doing that. It doesn't make sense if you're playing football, especially if you know you need a linebacker. So if you're looking at it from the Bengals' point of view and you're playing in the AFC North where the Steelers have just picked up an awesome tight end and the Ravens have awesome tight ends and Lamar Jackson who gashes your linebackers on a regular basis. And then you have the Cleveland Browns who just picked up an awesome tight end. You need linebackers because you know what's going on with your team and you know that's the weakest part of your team. You're not going to wait past the third round to pick up a linebacker because if you do, once again, that's the weakest part of your team. You're going to have to rebuild your linebacker core. And you want to do that through free agency. And you're going to do that through the draft. So if I'm the Bengals, I'm making sure that I spend, I will use the second round pick. But if you don't use the second round pick, you definitely want to use that third round pick on a linebacker. So my needs, if I'm the Bengals, I'm thinking, Quarterback's taken care of. (laughs) We already talked about that. I'm thinking linebacker, offensive line, definitely offensive line because it's the NFL. And you saw what happened last year with Andy Dalton, who basically got a bad rap even though he had no time to throw the ball. So you're thinking linebacker, you're thinking offensive line. I would go wide receiver as well because – You can get a wide receiver in this draft and you can wait until the fourth or fifth round and you can get 
dynamite value. Definitely dynamite value. And if I'm the Bengals, I'm going to find me a DB. Because you play in the NFL, and in the NFL, you need as many defensive backs as you can possibly find. Nothing wrong with getting you a cornerback. You're going to need cornerbacks. Did you see what happened to the Bengals last year? I thought their... I thought their DB core was pretty good. And then they got dinged up. And then they got dinged up some more. In the NFL, once you get to anybody in the league's fourth or fifth defensive back, it's going to be a problem. I don't really feel like that's the Bengals' fault. I mean, they're the fourth or fifth cornerback. I mean, it's going to be a problem. So that's where I would go with it if I'm the Bengals. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Um, hit me up on Twitter. That's Sensi underscore fan talk. Um, we'll be right back. Catch you guys in a second. Hey, 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 welcome back to Sensi Fan Talk on Twitter. That's Sensi underscore Fan Talk if you want to go ahead and join the conversation. Um, it, it's been, I, I guess you could say it's just been super boring in the house. I mean, I'm not really trying to force the athletes back up on the field, but I mean, it's just been super boring checking out the severely old games that's on. I mean, I'm not really a fan of watching just really old regular season basketball games. So we just been like just doing weird stuff in the house. Just it, it's just been weird to the point where like I'm actually doing a segment about it because just weird stuff has just been happening like. And if it's been weird stuff that's just been happening to you or around you because of this whole coronavirus situation, uh, let me know. Hit me up on uh, Twitter. As always, that's Sensi underscore fan talk. So the wife and I, we've, we've created this weird game. So we've noticed that these commercials are basically trying to get us to, like, get you to buy stuff. And the tagline is always, we're living in uncertain times or in these uncertain times. So we've decided to count how many commercials have said that. And we've only been playing this game since Friday. And we've counted 33 separate commercials that have used the tagline in these trying times or in these uncertain times and we like yeah i gotta come up with something different to try to get us to buy something and it's like it'll just be weird things like in these uncertain times like i hear you but i'm not really thinking about buying paper right now like i'm just not like i'm not really thinking about flipping my service provider for my phone like I'm just not. So we just been playing this weird game. If it was a drinking game, we would we would be drunk. Like we would be severely toasted right now. So thankfully it's not a drinking game. So and 
another weird thing is just it's just just completely odd. So I'm out cutting the grass. Um I'm I'm down I'm down two to one right now, by the way. Um my neighbor got a two to one lead on me. He's cut the grass twice already. And this is my first time getting out here. I'm like, the grass isn't even that high. I was wondering, like, exactly what are you cutting, sir? Like, are you just cutting the earth? Because I'm just out there for, like, I guess just for the look of it. I guess I just needed something to do. Like, the grass wasn't really super high. But he had cut his twice. And I'm like, I guess I should cut it. So, just out here, you know, cutting it. It was high in spots, but it wasn't super high. So as I'm cutting the grass, I'm noticing that there's a truck. It's kind of going around our cul-de-sac because we stay at the end of our cul-de-sac. It goes around once and it goes around twice. So I got the earbuds in, you know, I'm not paying it much attention, but you know, once it goes around the second time, I'm like, what's going on? Like, this isn't really the time to be trying to sell people things. So, out jumps this guy. So, at this point, I'm all, what's going on? So, he starts walking towards me. And he's walking closer. So, I stopped the lawnmower. And he's walking closer and closer. And we're living in coronavirus times. And I'm wondering if he understands, like... You know, at some point, there is a six-foot bubble where you're going to want to stop, sir. But apparently, he's not understanding that there's, like, there's a six, there's a six-foot bubble. But he's not stopping. So, I'm sensing the six-foot bubble is about to be broken. But he's not stopping. So, I have to, like, extend the hand. I, I just extend the arm out. And I'm pretty sure I look rude when I did it, but I'm like, sir, what are, what are you doing right now? Like, back up. So, I extend the arm out just to make sure he didn't come closer. And I'm like, can I help you? At this point, he's like really close to stepping on my grass. And he's like, well, I just wanted to know if you needed your grass cut because, you know, I'm a local, you know, I'm a local business owner. I just wanted to know, you know, I'm out cutting grass. And I was kind of looking at him like, you do see me cutting the grass, right? Why would I want you to cut the grass if I'm cutting the grass? Like, like I'm just going to stop. I'm already geared up. I got the earbuds in like I'm, I'm a fourth of the way through this. I'm not about to. I just say, look, I got it covered. I enjoy cutting my own grass, but thanks for stopping by. It was just, it was just odd that. He didn't understand personal boundaries oh. <laughs> in these uncertain times. I wonder if I can count that. Could I count that? I can't count. I'm not selling anything. He doesn't understand personal boundaries. And he's asking to cut my grass and I'm cutting my grass. It's, It was just weird. So he goes away and I'm looking at him like knocking on somebody else's door. And I get it, you know. He's a local business owner, and they they need the help nowadays, and, and I understand that. But it's just weird that I'm cutting my grass, and 
I need you to respect personal space. It's just, it it was just odd to me. And then you have the whole power going out and the the power went out earlier last week and all oh, the storms. It it was it it was a crazy week. Like it was all strange, but we're here. Everybody's healthy. The kids have not torn down the house yet. Um, none of the kids are like extremely bored yet. They're like eighty five percent bored, not a hundred and twenty five percent bored. So I guess I guess everything's good. So um I hope everybody stays healthy. I hope everybody stays safe and I hope to catch guys around here next Tuesday. Please make sure you check out all the previous Cincy Fan Talks. Um, It's a lot of good stuff there, so make sure you check it out. And I will catch you guys next week. Um, Catch me on Twitter. And hope to catch you guys later. Uh, LP out. This has been Cincy Fan Talk. Catch you guys next week.